Hey, this is James Jeffries here, Impact Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, and you're listening to Uncharted Territory. The best wrestling stories and wrestling news are on this podcast. Check us out, brother. promoters and welcome back to the uncharted territory podcast this is episode 126 my name is Corey olson and i'll be leading our discussion tonight uh first of all let's get into the weather as we usually do the weather here in the maplewood twin cities area a uh, little bit nicer uh, the last couple of days got up to about 45 today um, a lot of our snow is disappearing still a, lo- a good amount left uh, but it's it's going away little by little uh, hoping to see spring of course the weather forecast said we might get some snow this week um, but you know, it hopefully won't be too much, won't stick around. Um, I was gone last week on spring break. Uh, my family and I drove down to Sedona, Arizona, uh, where it wasn't much nicer than here, honestly. It was uh, about 55 and rainy, and we even got snow the day we left. Uh, but uh, not not as warm as we like, but we did get to enjoy nature, take some hikes and, and do some things we wouldn't be able to do here in Minnesota right now. Didn't unfortunately get time to see uh, uh, Filsinger Games head Tom Filsinger, who lives in Sedona, but uh, but it was uh, still a nice time otherwise. Well, let's see who else is here tonight. We've got the whole LOW team here tonight, plus a guest. And so let's get into our usual contributors. Uh, let's go to Buffalo, New York, first of all. Tim Dalton, how is everything out there tonight? Well, everything's everything's great, Corey, but you didn't come to see me in Arizona either because I was out visiting a friend of mine near Phoenix uh, for, for a week, and, and you just completely passed me by as well. So, you know. Now, hold I, on there, Tim. Now, didn't you leave last Sunday? Uh, I may or may not have. It, okay. It, uh, see, it I was going to I was gonna coordinate. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I, yeah, okay. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it, it doesn't matter what the weather is here in Buffalo uh, today as we're recording. It matters what the weather is going to be like in Rochester, New York on Friday because that's opening day for the Rochester Red wings ah. yes they're playing a game a baseball game on march 31st in rochester new york wow. um i think though they may get good weather i think it's supposed to be about 50 degrees so um uh, and i'm actually meeting up with an old friend of mine uh from high school who i probably haven't seen in 30 years uh for the game so should be a lot of fun i'm looking forward to that in buffalo it uh it, it's not bad it's in the 40s and uh we we don't have any snow on the ground so so things are good here Awesome. Awesome. Good to hear that you got rid of your snow first. All right, let's head over to Virginia and Stu Lowry. Stu, what's going on in your neck of the woods? Well, Corey, it was half price burger night, so that's always exciting. <laughs> Excellent. Ride out once again. Uh, <laughs> just had, had a delightful time. Some good burgers. Had the blue cheese burger tonight. We were both Ooh. very well satisfied with that. Was, uh, the romance never dies, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, not in the Lowry household, fans. 
the weather is uh, about 60 degrees here today, uh, a little overcast. It's been nice and cool the last two or three days. Uh, we're, we're anticipating flirting with the 80s here in a couple of days. So I'll take these days. I don't really like it when it starts getting too hot too quickly. So, but uh, actually, it's a pretty darn nice weather the last few days. We'll take it. I look forward to the discussion tonight. Very good. Very good. Glad you could get a burger and glad the weather's uh, going strong there. Well, let's head down to Gilbert, Iowa, and to my brother, Chad Olson. Chad, how was everything in Iowa? It was lovely today. It melted some of the snow, the last remaining bit that we got on Sunday. I just have a few drifts. So unfortunately, since the snow had melted, it was probably time for the passage of spring. Uh, I had to go out and pick up all the dog poop in my backyard that had amassed yeah. over the winter. So when you got two dogs, twice the poop. Mm -hmm. so that, that was a lovely way to end my afternoon but then after that <laughs> i sat down and wrote some more bios for legends files the 2021 version Excellent. yeah Stuart's like yeah i don't have to do anything no you don't yeah. Stuart, sucker <laughs> but they always put Stu's name on there they put my name on there <laughs> but one thing i wanted to share i don't know tim and tim if you if you've tried this don't give me a reaction yet have you tried the new forever you coconut lime vitamin water zero I have not even seen that. I saw it yesterday. I was, where'd I go? Oh, I'd run down to Des Moines for something. I stopped in a convenience store and they had this. I had to buy it. Now my wife and kids each had a small amount. And right now we're a two, four and one against. So this is going to be my live taste test of this. Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh that's very good it's just like there a pina colada i think you put some rum in this and go to town the, the, right. the color is a little off-putting so i'm glad it's it very, tasted good yeah it's an oscar the grouch green it's got five yeah. calories uh for the whole bottle um, yeah i'm 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 drinking my uh gutsy watermelon peach that has uh, See, 10 calories i had tonight. one of those earlier today because the same gas station had it like i can't buy it i don't think you can buy the gutsy can you buy that in the six packs? You can't. The only ones I've seen oh. in the six pack are the uh, the berry, the lemon, and the orange. Those are the only three. Correct. Yeah. So the, when you get that, let's do when you get either one of these now, I mean, this to the list or the uh, strawberry lemonade. Yep. That's the next that's one as well. One. Yeah. I got, I got one or two of those in the fridge. Well, fans, <laughs> if you, if you see them in six packs, buy them and send them to us. Yes. Welcome. Welcome to the vitamin water critique hour here. On, uh, <laughs> let's on keep this going. This is great stuff. I, oh, so. I want to thank our sponsor, Vitamin Water. <laughs> I know we give all these free plugs. We got to monetize this shit. I yeah. know. Oh, you can get a 12 pack new to Amazon. There's not even a price yet. What the hell? Wow. <laughs> it must be free. All right. Very good. Very good. Glad to hear the uh, the latest uh, Vitamin Water poll results in the uh, the Gilbert Olson household. Very good. Well, as I mentioned, we do have a, a very special guest with us here tonight. He's going to be talking about a project that's uh, near and dear to him in a little while. Uh, but let's introduce longtime promoter, also from Iowa, Brian Vanderwall. Brian, in, in your part of Iowa, how is the weather tonight? Well, about one degree warmer than Chad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, what Chad didn't mention is that we looks like we'd have some strong winds coming this Friday. Oh, Hopefully okay. that don't blow us away. I didn't look that far <laughs> in the future. I just thought no. it was supposed to be rain. I was just happy there's no snow. It's just all yeah. rain. One of the guys at work is saying that we're going to have another great show. So. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, my God. I just got my deck fixed last summer. From the last <laughs> oh, those suck. Well, we're glad to have you here, Brian. And uh, we'll Thank talk you. about uh, the reason Brian's mm -hmm. here in a little while. But before we get to that, 
Uh, we've got a lot of new uh, news going on in the Phil Singer Games world on all three uh, product lines, Legends, Indies, and Future Shock. We had a couple different announcements kind of spread out over a couple of days here. Uh, let's go to our area first. Uh, for the Legends, the Legendary Ladies 3 set, on Friday night, we had the announcement and the art reveal for Joni Lauer, a.k.a. China. We can't call her that on a card, uh, but this was a, a very big signing. I was a part of this, and I'll talk about that in a little while. Uh, but I was really excited for this, and I think a lot of promoters were really surprised, but we were not expecting this name. Um, you know, first of all, let's go to Stu. Uh, Stu, uh, what are your thoughts on, on Joni Lauer? I mean, this is as big a signing as any we've had. Uh, and you can make an argument. It's one of the biggest signings we have had. I mean, China is a, is a great addition to this game. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, I believe it was Mark Taggart who made the comment, if you want to sell some cards, well, making this announcement is going to sell some cards. And that was very well put. Um, I just thrilled to death to have this. It's yet another announcement that, you know, five years ago, I don't think I w- would have thought we were capable of getting. And now yeah. we have, and we are starting to reach a, a real critical mass here in terms of wrestler sign. And this was just a fantastic signing, certainly for the uh, legendary ladies in that particular line. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, somebody, it might've been Pete Fusco or might've been Mark Taggart used the term uh, kind of a household name from the attitude area era. And I think that's very true. I think I can remember a lot of my friends, whether they were into the Monday night wars or not, they knew who China was, you know, they, they she was that, that lady beating up guys on TV every week. And, <laughs> Um, you know, they, they knew who she was. So this, this is, this is a big name indeed. Uh, Tim, what are your thoughts? You know, I, I completely agree. I think this is a huge signing, uh, for legends, um, especially in the women's line. Um, not really many bigger than this. Um, but yeah, I think, I think she'll be a great addition. I think people are going to like using her. Um, there's, there's a lot of ways you could, you could think about bringing her in, whether you wanted to fight the women, fight the men, do a little bit of both. It's uh, it's all wide open. So uh, mm-hmm. glad to have her in the game. Yeah. And that's a great point about, you know, fighting women or men. Somebody asked about that today on the board and I'll uh, just, you know, without giving away too much, uh, uh, once you see the card, you know, you'll kind of have the options for both. Uh, Chad. Well, I'm excited about Joni Lauer being in the game, but I'm not as, as excited as the discovery I made two minutes ago when I found out there's raspberry dark chocolate vitamin water zero. This is incredible. That and sounds disgusting. I know. Yeah, I kind of agree. Yeah. It could be really good or awful. It could go either way. Yeah. It's like the time I was in Michigan and I tried a peanut butter and jelly beer. <laughs> it was horrible. I've never sent a beer back wow i'm like this is is all and i said you can charge me for it i just don't want to be around it it was toxic (laughs) i don't want to be associated with this beer no i don't want i don't want to be seen in public with this beer and then the waitress tried it and she's like oh my god that's horrible i'm not making you pay for that so but yeah jody lauer she's awesome that'll be so good i mean and i agree with with mark's uh statement it huge huge recognizable name you know you got you can do a little bit of dx there except we can't say dx either um, with uh, the road dog and and uh, uh, Billy Gunn, although we can't see that either. Um, so I mean, you can call them China and Road Dog and Billy Gunn in your Fed. You could, you could, but we don't we don't advise it. We don't endorse that. Well, yeah, yeah. But we endorse coconut lime vitamin water tonight here <laughs> on Uncharted. That's our official drink of the week. What's well, uh, not eggnog season? We got to talk about God. We listen to eggnog prattle on and on for four months. We got to listen to something else once in a while. God Almighty! <laughs> All right, very good, um, Brian. Any memories of Joni Lauer? <laughs> um, not a whole lot, but um, that was 
during a time when my son and I would watch Monday Night Raw different times, but mm -hmm. my, I was married at the time and she didn't fully like us watching it. So yeah. <laughs> if she had any reason that she could get us away from the TV, she'd do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, yeah, and, uh, you know, this was mentioned on the discussion board, but a big uh, key in getting uh, Miss Lauer signed was uh, promoter John Rodale. Um, you know, John and I have kind of gotten to know each other just through Facebook Messenger the last year or two. And, you know, he talks a lot about his um, involvement with Triple H uh, and in, early in his career. And it kind of dawned on me one day, it's like, well, you know, trying to work that part of the country, too, was another Kriller Kowalski trainee. And, and so I asked John one day, I said, did you ever work with her? And he said, yeah, I, I got to know her. Um, and I said, do you know any family members? Um, you know, she'd be great to have in the game. We had kind of tentatively had another lady set on the on the drawing board. And he said, he looked around Facebook, found it, found her mom. Um, I messaged her and this was, I think this is going back fall 2021, I think. Messaged her, just kind of shot in the dark to see if anything happened, didn't hear anything. And then it was right around Christmas time. She messaged me back and said, hey, sorry, it took so long. I'd love to have her in the game. Uh, so she was great to work with, um, very supportive, loved that Joni's career was going to be paid tribute to through the card and everything. Um, so that was just wonderful, worked out really well. And, uh, you know, had to kind of keep this one secret for quite a while. Um, but I like, as I, as I said, a lot of promoters think we're surprised. And as, as it was announced this week, you know, John kind of shared some stories. He said um, that he and Joni once traveled together to an ECW show. Uh, they were invited by referee uh, Paul Richard, and they got to meet Paul Heyman. And it seemed like Paul Heyman was interested in signing Joni, but then she ended up going with WWF a few months later. Um, even as in John even thought that the WCW was interested in bringing her in and something with the NWO. Uh, but again, you know, WWF got her first and, and I kind of asked, I said, you know, I don't want to delve into this too much, but did she and triple H know each other from the school? And he said they really didn't because he had already gone to WCW and WWF by the time she started wrestling Indies. So they just, they had that Kowalski connection, but then got to know each other in WWF working together. And then obviously had a relationship for a while. Um, but it was just kind of cool to hear some of the stories of her. Sounds She sounded like a, uh, a really nice lady from everything. John said he got to manage against her one time and got beaten up by her. Uh, so that was that was really cool. I mean, really, we should just have John on uh, at some point to talk more about it himself. But but just big thanks to John for making this possible and uh, for sharing some great stories about her. Also on the legend side on Friday, we had the reveal. This name had been announced before. Chad had uh, shared this, I think, at the last uh, perennial. Uh, but we had the artwork reveal of Nord the Barbarian. I was super excited about this signing, but I'm going to let Chad take over because he got this one done in Waterloo. Uh, Chad? I think it was a team effort by myself and, and Mr. Molesky, but okay. yeah, Nord, Nord the Barbarian was there and I was just super excited to meet him because I'd met him a few, gosh, it was a long time before when Brad Rengens came one time, Nord mm -hmm. came down with him and... Um, we didn't have... he show up unannounced the one year yes. oh yeah 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 we, yeah we didn't know he was coming yeah and then 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 i remember you saying to me hey hey is that is that john nord over there and i'm like yep. and i'm thinking to myself no that can't be and i looked i'm like yeah that yeah that's john nord yeah mm -hmm. i mean he's, yep. uh, he's obviously still as tall but he, he would have lost a little bit of the mass so you didn't mm -hmm. recognize him at yeah. first um but he was he was super cool i mean he was doing pictures with people and you know, I got an autograph. He has like a little baseball card of him in the AWA. And, you know, we asked him about being in the game. He's like, oh, yeah, sure. You guys can make millions of dollars off of me. And we're like, <laughs> I mean, that's not really going to happen. He goes, oh, that's okay. I still love you guys. I <laughs> so it was super exciting. It was super, that's awesome. super fun. And I'm just very excited. Stuart wrote a great bio. 
I did a little adding in here. We have all the Pro Prime bios done for once ahead of release. This is like unprecedented. We are <laughs> on all cylinders, fans. Um, and I, I put a little bit of stuff in there, and I think people will like his card. Cool. And if yeah. not, I don't care. I'm happy. Yes. Yes. And that, that's all that matters. Um, no, I remember when when Nord first came to to well, I think it was still Newton at that time. Um, I want to say it was around like 2007 or something like that, going back quite a ways. And, you know, we tried to connect with him at the time and for signing for legends didn't work out at the time. But, um, uh, when, when it was announced that he was going to come to Waterloo in 2022, uh, I, I, I said, Chad, we gotta, we gotta get him signed. Gotta make that happen after all these years. And Chad and Mike made it happen. So very, very excited. Um, Tim, any other thoughts on, on Nord? No, I just, I, I was thrilled. I mean, he seemed like a real character, you know, at, yeah. at Waterloo and uh, he's just, he's just a pleasure to, to, to hang around with. We were set up next to him. And mm -hmm. so, you know, we were trading, trading little things back and forth. I mean, the Felsinger games table was you know set up next to him, yeah. um, but just, just a really cool guy. Glad uh, that we got him and, and glad that uh, he's going to be released. And Hey, if you come to Waterloo and you can get the card signed, what a Absolutely. deal. Yeah. Great point, Tim. Stu. Uh, no, no real additional comments. I just, it's another great signing. Uh, fun to get these big men from that era. And looking forward to, uh, he had a tag team with Bruiser Brody. So I think promoters can have a lot of fun with that. So looking forward to that possibility. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Bruiser Brody, Boris Zukov, a couple of kind of natural partners right there in the game. And he and Brody also battled a few times as well. And in, in, uh, I think in Windy City Wrestling, right, Chad? Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, Brian, any memories of, of Nord? I know the name real well. Um, mm -hmm. I think I've watched him on ESPN a few times when they was showing AWA. Yeah. I think it's a great, great name to have. It's yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, over on the indie side of things for the, uh, the best of Indies 2023, uh, this was a name that I thought was really cool. I, I'd known about this for a little while, uh, but we have a second generation wrestler. Uh, I believe he's the current NWA world junior heavyweight champion, Carrie Morton. I uh, was signed for the game. Uh, Zeke, Mr. Vegas Gould, once again, uh, works his magic and got Kerry signed a few months ago. He had uh, texted Chad and me about this um, after it happened. I don't remember what show it was, what card Zeke was attending, but um, I haven't got to see Kerry, but I've heard a lot about him, you know, with all the NWA uh, shows on online and everything. And as I said, being the junior heavyweight champ. Um, so I think this is really cool uh, to get, get him in the game. And again, with his dad being in the game too, very, very cool. Uh, Stu, what are your thoughts? I haven't seen any of Carrie Carrie's in ring action either, but I, I thought it was a great signing. Uh, we can have some fun with them in Legends of Wrestling too, for that matter. So, Carrie mm -hmm. Morton is uh, the current name uh, in NWA. Obviously, I think you're, I think you're right, Corey. I think he is a junior champ, and uh, I just thought it was a really fun signing. And I'll try to learn more about him because uh, it's a good name, good name to have. Yeah, absolutely, uh, Tim. You know, it, it, it's shocking, but I, I actually know uh, both the people that were re revealed for Indies uh, this, this time. So I was shocked uh, and, and somewhat appalled uh, that, wow. that, I, that I knew these guys. Um, <laughs> but I, I think it's really cool. I think Kerry Morton's a great one to have. Um, I, you know, he'll he'll be a great addition to the any anybody's Indie Fed. And like I said, you know, you want to throw him in with the legends and do something with his dad. I mean, you know, you got that option as well. Absolutely. Chad? Yeah, I'm super, it's great to have Kerry Morton in there. Um, he is an up-and-comer. He's got the NWA junior belt, like we talked about, and um, I 
think it's awesome to have another second generation, I guess, well, third generation business person. True. Uh, yeah. Uh, his grandpa was a referee. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to John Nord for a minute. <laughs> Corey, in the U- in the YouTube clips, yes, you got to put the John Nord, Nord the Barbarian car commercials. Oh, yes. Yes. Those are outstanding. His brother yes. owned a car lot in St. Paul, Minneapolis. And uh, one of those, one of those find the cities, and there are about two different car commercials. And I, do you remember when we saw those live? I, I yes, I, I, I was, I was shocked and not appalled, but I was just shocked. I'm like, hey, there's a wrestler on TV slamming a guy in a car. Well, now you just ruined the surprise. Ah, oh, <laughs> well, they can still see it for themselves. They can still see it. Yeah, it's my description is an apt. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, Corey's description was terrible. Mm-hmm. But yes, I'm glad we have Kerry Morton. Someday um, we'll have another second generation wrestler, Kerry Jeffries. Yes, <laughs> yes, I think so. Um, Brian, have you gotten to see any of Kerry Morton? Yeah, I've seen him a couple of times on YouTube NWA shows. Watch them there. Just looks like he's going to be fun to have. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and as Tim referenced, uh, we had another indie announcement. Uh, this was part of a big Friday night uh, pre-sale announcement. This will be for the Indies Prime line. And this is another uh, name that Zeke had told us about a little while ago. Uh, one of my favorite wrestlers from the last, oh, say, 15 years or so. Uh, loved him in his short time in WWE and uh, got to, you know, watched him in, in TNA as well. But that is DePope Elijah Burke. Uh, big fan of Elijah. This is a card I'll definitely use in my in my uh, future IPW and, you know, maybe even the USWA as well. I could see him fitting in there. I just always thought he was a great talent and, uh, you know, glad that uh, Zeke could again work his magic and, and get Elijah to sign on the dotted line. Uh, Stu, have you gotten to see a lot of Elijah Burke? I have not, Corey. I have somehow missed out on Elijah Burke. Uh, I should know the name, but I don't. So I can't add a whole lot to the conversation other than he's another wrestler and I'm thrilled we have him in the game. Tim? <laughs> Yeah, I like you know I I remember him from uh, his time WWE, and I think I've seen a couple of his other matches. So uh, I think he'll he'll be another good addition to the uh, the the growing indies uh, line that we have. Absolutely, Chad. Why? Thank you, Corey. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great to have Elijah Burke. I remember the name from you know WWE, and he went to TNA, aka the Fake Impact, um, and <laughs> uh, you know he's been doing a lot of other stuff since then. So it's good to see him out and about and now it looks like he's affiliated also with the nwa so mm-hmm. maybe there's a little nwa feud with him and carrie morton there you go um and i remember chad i just, this just popped into my memory that we actually got to see him in omaha when we went to that smackdown combined ecw wwe ecw taping um and our and your friend jess joined us as well and and we ate remember, zio's pizza i remember you've told me about that event yeah. before it, it's coming back to me it's yeah still- yeah a little fuzzy but yeah I'd, I'd forgotten that i'd actually seen elijah burke live so is that when cool. you lived in nebraska correct yep okay. yep i met you guys i met you guys in omaha and it was a you know they did the tapings on tuesday night and um yeah it was a good good time I, I i'm sure it was brings back fond memories <laughs> <laughs> the pizza was my favorite part <laughs> yeah, they do make a good pizza at zeo's i know thomas Keene disagrees with us for our assessment of i Z. know but I, I can't remember. He'll Thomas, tell us what pizza to try next time we're yes. and we'll take you. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, Brian, have you gotten to see a lot of Elijah Burke? No, I didn't, but I've looked online here real quick, looked him mm-hmm. up, and um, says he was a boxer before he started yes. wrestling. So. That's right. 
98 and one record in three years. Wow. wow. Which shocking thing about that is fighting nine, nine times in three years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. He might be a legend of boxing. Yeah. <laughs> Very well could be. Oh. So Brian, I have an important question. What are your feelings about pizza in Omaha? You got any recommendations? Never made it that way? No, never had pizza in Omaha. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, that, that's a question for, we need, we need some input on. Okay. I'll oh. look it up for you. <laughs> since, since we're getting into a lot of sidebars, Chad, I'll have to tell you that on our drive to Arizona, we stopped mm-hmm. in York and it had uh, had runzas. Oh, I still got a few frozen in the, fr- in my frozen in my freezer, obviously they're in my freezer. The last so, time mom and dad picked up a crate, so yeah, and they they had a couple of new flavors. Um, they and I tried it was a, a Southwest runs that had tortilla strips and salsa inside and some cheese. Dairy. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was good. We also stopped at at Hunters in Waco. Oh, now for fans, this is where I used to live, Waco, Nebraska. Population two hundred thirty-two. Uh, there's one one restaurant, which is like one sixth of Gilbert. Right. Right. Yes. Um. So there's a Hunter's Bar and Restaurant, which is an excellent restaurant. Um, yep. And, I, you know, we took some pictures out there. Now it's about one in the afternoon when we stopped by and it looked very dead. I thought that's unusual. They're open for lunch. So I walk up to the door. There's a handwritten note on the door that says, I'll open when my staff gets here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so poor Hunter's owner, whoever it is now, <laughs> apparently has an unreliable staff. Well, I mean, that's kind of going around across the country right now. It is true. That is true. That is well, true. I'm glad it wasn't a ransom note and they stole them because that's what I thought <laughs> you were going with this. So, Oh, no, no. When I was in All St. Right. Louis, we went to Emo's Pizza, Jim Cornette's. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I talked about that last week or not. I, had that. I don't think you did. I had a couple pizzas from there and we got some toasted ravioli. Very good. Yum, yum. Big fan of toasted ravioli. All right. Well, let's get back to the news. Uh, we've got one more item and that was just announced last night as we're recording for the uh, future shock. And this will actually be part of the the COTG Prime line, uh, along with the Future Shock 2118, that is Darkest Justice. Um, I think this drawing is really cool. Um, I'm really, really intrigued to see what the, the stats are going to look like, how they'll be different, how they'll be updated and everything. Uh, but I've always been a fan of Justice in his various uh, gimmicks and in various eras. Uh, Tim, I know you were a big Justice fan. Uh, what do you think of Darkest Justice? I, I thought uh, looked good. Anything with Justice is going to be good because he was a he was a real uh, mover and shaker in my GWF back when I mm-hmm. played GWF. Um, so uh, looking forward to see what uh, what's going to happen to him here in Future Shock. Very good, Stu. Where there hadn't been a dud in the bunch in this Future Shock. Yeah. I mean, all of these drawings have been fantastic. I am really really pumped for this set. Uh, I was a bit of a Justice fan too. Um, he uh, was has not, has not been a world champion in my Fed yet. Uh, he's been an interplanetary champion, but uh, I'm I'm looking forward to this card. I'm looking forward to this set. This set looks outstanding. So bring mm-hmm. it on. Yeah, I agree. Chad, help me also as a Justice fan and as a fan of this artwork. I think it looks really cool, um, and he's kind of got a almost an elder statesman look to him he kind of, i mean i think he looks like uh dr strange personally yeah with the staff and he's got the eye of armadillo or whatever on his belt buckle agamotto that, yeah, that's what i, I, I have agamotto i i said that um, that's what i heard yeah yeah uh but i think he look i think he looks really cool and i'm excited to see and it looks like right he's in the see the pro prime yes i said that yep Yep. So then you got Darkest Justice, you got Star Slayer and Lord Nexus all in your pro prime. That's a pretty tough lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Brian, what are your thoughts? 
Um, I haven't seen the art yet, so, but um, okay. I've, I'm in right now. I'm in 20, 2001, and um, so Justice is big big thing in my Fed right now, but he hasn't won a title yet. Yeah, because he's so twenty one oh one. So yeah, he's he's a couple of years away, I think, from becoming Dark Justice. Yeah, uh, as yep. he would. So okay, cool, very cool. All right. Well, you can check all those out on the uh, philsingergames.com website if you haven't seen the artwork and the announcements yet. So a big week of announcements here, as we said, and getting closer and closer to uh, sets being mailed out. I think the, the latest announcement said, uh, I think it said mid to late April was what I saw. Uh, so definitely some very cool stuff. We just, uh, we actually turned in the stats for Legendary Ladies 3 a couple of weeks ago, and we got to see the, the first draft and uh, uh, make some some edits and some tweaks there. We sent in the handbook with Stu's wonderful bios, and we sent in the uh, Promoter Prime, uh, Legends Prime uh, three cards, John Nord, Nord the Barbarian, and then two others who will be announced. As it was mentioned, the two others will be um, alter alter egos of, of wrestlers that have already been released in color. So some definitely fun names coming your way in the next few weeks. Well, let's roll into our main event here and the reason that Brian is joining us on the show. Um, Brian has come up with his own uh, game here called the Heroes of Short Track Racing. Uh, we're going to give a little background on this game and, and Brian's uh, interest and involvement with the game. Uh, but before we even do that, uh, we'll, we'll kind of ask some other questions to Brian. Uh, Chad, why don't you kick things off? So, Brian, um, can you tell us about uh, when you became a wrestling fan and what promotions you kind of started off watching? Yeah, started off by watching um, called All-Star Wrestling channel 13 out of Des Moines on Sunday at noon watch that off and on I, my dad was never a wrestling fan so it was he had the tv then I couldn't watch it but, but then once I got out on my own and stuff I watched it more and got a friend that was watching it with me so then we started going to the shows in Des Moines once a month when they'd come up from Kansas City and, and that was that was a lot of fun um, especially with him because he was one of them that thought everything was just 100% real and when we'd leave leave at the night end of the night he'd back would be sore and everything else <laughs> he felt all the moves that they were doing <laughs> then I, I was, um, got cable and was watching um, what about once every three or four months they'd have um, WWE from Madison Square Garden on it was USA Network um, mm -hmm. watch that and the AWA was on ESPN for a while Mm -hmm. So got into that for a little bit, and then had another friend that him and I would watch WCW every week. Well, it was Georgia Championship Wrestling when we first started watching it, but mm -hmm. and we'd do that and play Superstar Wrestling as we was watching that. And then after it was over, we'd go bowling. So that sounds like a fine day. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I was going to say that's a that's a that's a nice day right there. That's a, mm -hmm. absolutely very cool. Well, you know, you mentioned playing uh, Superstar Pro Wrestling. Um, how'd you become a, a fan of Filsinger games? You know, when did you get started playing Champions of the Galaxy? Um, well, the Superstar kind of lost me when they advertised the set with, the, you know, like Arn Anderson and stuff. And then they got in trouble, so they had to change the name. So it was Arm Anderson and Oil Anderson. And like, okay, this ain't fun anymore. And then I seen the Champions of the Galaxy ad. And, All right, let's give this one a try been a fan of it ever since even though i was out for a few years but but never quit liking it i still had it all all the stuff and 
Oh. That would have been pretty early on, though, right? I mean, because if, if, if you were just getting out of out, out of uh, Superstar Pro, because at, at that point, I mean, that, that would have been pretty early in the, the Phil Singer Games history. Yeah, it was. I had one of the first 500 sets. But oh, got, okay. You got ruined in a flood of 92 when the basement flooded. So never realized that you, you never realized at that point that it might be worth money, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When it's any good, I had it on a shelf and I wasn't, I was out in Indiana for the summer and shelf fell over because of the water in the basement. Mm. Oh man. Thought it was safe. But... <laughs> <laughs> Sue, you got the next question. Oh, mm -hmm. thanks Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Brian, did you play any other, well, you mentioned Superstar Pro, but you, have you played any other tabletop sports games? I know you've probably play, you've played some racing games. I saw that uh, mm -hmm. you were a fan of an Avalon Hill game at one particular time. So what other games did you play along the way? Oh, I've had quite a few of them. Um, played a bunch of Avalon Hill games, owned them. Um, Status Pro Baseball, um, had Status Pro Basketball and Football. There you go. Um, Football, I never actually did play it because it just looked way too complicated. It was. <laughs> <laughs> and I've had um, APBA bas or baseball. Um, was in a league for that for a while. We, back before computers, so you'd have to mail your instructions to the managers and stuff. Yeah. Play your away games. But, um, so you also had um, APBA bowling. And <laughs> You just made one Tim Dalton a very happy. <laughs> that <man>. was <laughs> hey, that was a good game. <laughs> well, I've got play bowling now, so oh, okay. <laughs> then um, had APBA saddle racing, horse racing game, um, title bout. Um, yeah, baby. Pay dirt. These that are some classics. Good football game. <laughs> that was a great. Football I think game. we found our fifth beetle. <laughs> <laughs> um, also got a game called March Madness. It's you guys ever seen that i have that game okay i have, yeah, I have that game mine's from 1988 oh. then i also have um avalon hill sports illustrated pro golf oh, good. Man, I love it. basketball no that's that's it for the real games i guess other than the few racing ones i've got and i've got a i mean played other sports games that um one thing that i like that i think tim would be interested in is Maybe he's already played it. Is um, uh, baseball highlights twenty forty five? Ever heard of that one? No, I haven't. Oh, it's um, I mean, it's got fake players, of course, but um, you just have have cards in your hand and you play them, and you know some of them will be hits for your team, and others will take away hits from the other team, and just goes back hmm. and forth. It, don't really go by inning it just play the whole game out and okay and, and when the game's over then you draw more cards and you play a best of seven series okay what's the name of that uh baseball highlights 2045 okay writing that one down you can get it on um google play store or apple store okay on there it's free i think so. or cheap anyway I'll check that cheap out is cheap is what I'm looking for. <laughs> now, now I'm old enough that I can't hardly see it on my phone. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they need they need to do a font size bigger than like one. You yeah. know, that's 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 kind of a key for me as well. But um, um, nope. for, oh, so, we got a visual. 
Of course, it, Chad, is, Chad is on right, right away. He's all over. <laughs> I like to add however I can because I'm not really much for You're a giver, Chad. The Grand <laughs> Slam expansion pack. So it looks like oh, there's boy. a few different expansions. Oh, my God. Yeah, Dang. they've had, had a few, but they have Oh, oh, here's the next <laughs> rabbit hole I'm going down. Yeah, this, this, this looks too good to ignore. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, too. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at they got a robot face on the book on the cover. Well, you can't you can't go wrong with a robot face. You can't. No, uh, wow. you don't want to buy it. The, I, you don't want to buy it there. Twenty nine point four nine pounds. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say I, I actually went down a European rabbit hole. So yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure how my pound sterling portfolio is doing, but I'll I can I can check. A little worse. Your, your yeah. Sterling. Wow. There we go. Oh, look at it. it's got little. What do they call those guys? Meeples. Hans. <laughs> I think they call them meeples. Well, you could call them whatever you want. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. we're very liberal. Very cool, Brian. That's a great. Yeah, that's a good call. Well, you know, uh, since since you talked about, it, I mean, you know with the racing game that you kind of created and everything. I mean, and, and I saw on your website, it was funny. You went, you went to like your first race when you were four days old. So I know yeah. you've been in this for a while, <laughs> but, but you, since you probably didn't know what the hell was going on at that, at that time. Yeah. Well, I don't remember you, much from that. Yeah. When did you really become a fan? Well, as soon as I, I mean, as long as I can remember. Um, yeah. Earliest real good memories is that in 1972, my dad raced and, um, the traveling series it was an IMCA late model series that went to North and South Dakota, Iowa, Nebraska, um, Texas, and Oklahoma. And remember a few of them trips riding with him and my uncle and cousin and my mom would all go along. And I don't remember a whole lot about it. But there's things that I have memory of. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. I mean, you know, being, being into something like that from such an early age and of course with your father being involved, I mean, that, that definitely helped. Yeah. And when I started racing then, and of course got to hang out with my brother and dad all the time. So that was cool. And now my son is into it. So, wow. Spent a lot of time with him. So, so it's been a whole family affair. I mean, down the, down the line, huh? Yep. Oh yeah. My um, cousin is currently racing down he lives in Oskaloosa, Iowa, and um, my brother raced for, well, he was around race cars for 47 years. He was racing mm-hmm. them or owning them, and my nephew, his son, raced for a while. Okay. You know, Brian, if you, if you could, just just kind of explain to the, 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 the lay people uh, like myself, um, <laughs> what's the difference between, you know, if, if, if I see NASCAR or Formula One, what's the difference with the short track? What what is what kind of vehicles are we talking about there? Um, well, the top class. Well, they got sprint cars, which not even a way to explain them except that they're they look like race cars. They got a big wing on the top, mm-hmm. so don't look like anything that you'd drive any place. And then late model class. That's just kind of I mean, just imagine a doorstop with wheels on it. That's kind of what they've turned into. Then <laughs> you got. Slow down. Modified. I'm doing visuals. I can only type okay. too fast. So th- these okay, are your sorry. sprint cars. Yep. Then what did you say next? Late models. Late models. Mm-hmm. Then what do we got? And they've got. Mm, there's so many different classes of cars anymore that it's hard to keep up on everything. But they've got um, hobby stocks, which are look like cars, but car that you drive them. Okay. And IMCA stock cars, which kind of look like a hobby stock, except 
They've got a bigger motor in them. Then there's dwarf cars that are just half-sized versions of race cars, basically. And then I appreciate using a politically collect term and not calling them midget cars. We don't want to get in trouble with anybody. Well, there is some of them too. But... Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what they call them. There, <laughs> but um, why? Well, again, with the lady in the <laughs> bikini, why does she keep coming up? Well, these are the dwarf. We, cars? we don't want to know your history. Yeah, yeah I, I think it might be your browser history. <laughs> it's not my browser history. I don't know how else in the thing. I... The Dukes of Hazard is. Uh... Yeah, the Dukes of <laughs> Hazard car that would fly off the shelves. <laughs> these look like PT cruisers, kind of. Then when I started racing, I started racing in go karts. Mm. which anybody that was member of, to of the super team? report remembers that I'm, I'm good on that one okay <laughs> no that's a, so yeah i mean that's that's pretty cool i mean just with all the different i mean i think it's I, I think it's you know it's not as well known as some of the other types of race race cars but i think it's yep. pretty cool i when i was going to high school one of the women in my class uh her dad was was big into the the short track racing. Uh, her her last name was Gerslin, and uh, in in Rochester, New York, he was a he was pretty much a big deal in that in that area. I recognize the names. Yeah, well, there you go, <laughs> Brian. What um in, in getting you to the point where you started creating your own racing games? What other we I mentioned one from Avalon Hill, but what other racing games did you play or games of note that you played that really stick out in your memory? Um, as far as with real drivers and stuff, I didn't play anything until later. But the first game I ever had is called just simply the stock car racing game. I bought it in 1981 when went to the Daytona 500. They sold them there. So um, that just had, it had real drivers, but it, you just rolled the dice to move the car around. And then um, I've, had bought Downey games, fast lane racing, and that didn't really care much for that. I've seen a few of the different games, and just a NASCAR game is kind of hard to um, replicate. Is you know, especially a NASCAR race, you've got forty cars; they're all moving at the same time, and most of the time, what one does influences what another one does. So. Wrestling terms, just imagine a 40-man battle royal trying to simulate that. So most of the NASCAR games, you know, the NASCAR races are anywhere from 188 to 500 laps long. That, that take days to do on a game. So try to make them to where they, you know, do them in segments. So, you know, a segment would be 25 laps that you do. And just never did feel like it was real racing. And that's where I came up with the idea for short track racing is, I mean, that's what I grew up with anyway, but um, but it so most of the short track races are 25 to 100 laps, so you can simulate that in fairly short time. And I can, my game takes about half hour to 45 minutes to run 25 lap race. Nice, so that, that's reasonable. Yeah. But um, so so what what so so when playing some of these other games. And, and I know I've, I've seen a few of them out there as, as well. Um, what, what made you decide, Hey, you know, I, I need to, I need to come up with something better. I need to, I need to come up with something that, that really kind of speaks to me and, and uh, that, that, that makes a little bit more sense and better yet, the most more, more important question, why don't you have any merchandise? 
uh, Brian. I mean, oh yeah, I, you, you, you know, that. you got to talk to Pike. Where can I do that at, Jim? You got to talk to Pike Mojo because man, he'll get you that up on that tkostore.com. Mm -hmm. That's right, it's it's teekostore.com. Man, I they they do a great job with our merchandise. Uh, you know, and uh, I, I think I encourage everybody to go there and, and buy our stuff. But by God, if you had stuff on there, we, we would plug that here, too. So uh, just, just throwing that. that out there as an option. <laughs> but mainly I started making my own games simply because I couldn't afford the ones that were out there at the time. So but, um, the first one I remember making was I was probably about 14. And wow, it was really just had a chart and you'd roll two dice and then look on down the chart the dice roll and then it would tell you which cars got to move and there'd be two of them that would move up one space and others that would go two spaces and then there's sometimes there'd be one that would you'd have to roll on the trouble chart for so, and that was that one first one i did was just all the drivers were the same Everybody had the same chance of moving and stuff. Okay. And then, then later I used the same thing for making a NASCAR game. It was, I think it was the 1992 season. So then the guys that won the most races had the best chance of winning in the game then. So. Okay. And then made a Legends of Sprint Car Games few years ago that um, it's kind of similar to what I've got now, but it just had, um, you'd move zero to five spaces ahead. And with all these games, whoever was furthest up the track was the leader. So um, that game I played with for a while and I actually put it on Excel so that I could run a race in five minutes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I love using Excel for games. I, I think that, that, that that's helped my enjoyment of a lot of the games that I've <laughs> yeah, owned. I, I try to put a lot of them on there. You know? Yeah. And I made another one that was based on charts, except it was, I had drivers from all over the galaxy. I talked to Tom and asked him if I could do that. You know, and, um, yeah, that one, I liked, liked it, but again, it was, took five hours to run a race and again i put that on excel and then could do it in 10 minutes so <laughs> so i've run several seasons of that then been able to do that and i got to the point where i thought you know it's time to just make a game that i can sell and i didn't didn't know if anybody would like them chart games or not so it's not really exciting you know you just roll once and then move cars forward and backwards but yeah so well, what, what, I mean, and, and, you know, just not, not to, not to throw, throw anything in here, but I mean, did, did you, did you pick and choose some things from maybe other games that you'd seen, even non-racing games to kind of come up with this, or was this pretty much its own creation? Um, I probably took some things from other games, but I don't recall exactly what games I might've seen that had, for the most part, I think mine is really unique. I don't, you know, I got action numbers that tell which cars get to roll for that lap and stuff. And I've never seen that before. So. I, I will say going, going through the website and um, just kind of going through some of the examples and things like that really makes it very straightforward. 
And I, I think, it, like you said, I think it's very unique. I think it's a different, it's not just the, a lot of the games where, like you said, you know, you move five spaces on the board and then, you know, you're creating laps and then you're sitting there for three days trying to finish out a, a long race. So, no, I think, it, I think it's a very unique game and I, I give you a lot of credit for, for coming up with that because, and it makes sense, you know, the, and, and the way you've got it set up, it's, you know, based on passing and then people defending people passing and, and things like that. It's, it's a very well thought out game. That's, that's still very simple and fairly easy to play. So um, no, I, I think it's fantastic. I think anybody that's interested in this kind of a, uh, this, this kind of sport, you know, I mean, uh, th this is a great game for it. The only problem I have so far is that all my drivers are top notch drivers. So just like the <laughs> legends, you know, when we started out, it had all main event guys and looking forward hey. to getting some drivers in there that are kind of middle guys so that you need to, you need to get a couple of Johnny Rods in there to, to kind of, kind of fill things out for you. I mean, hopefully my dad don't listen to this, but I got him in the game and his card isn't exactly the best. So, I mean, <laughs> no, it's not, not good at all, really, but he, <laughs> he had a couple of good years. He won every race he finished at the Iowa state fairgrounds in 1968. So won 11 to 13 races and, Back then, they inverted everybody by average points, so he started 24th all but two nights. So, oh, wow. And most of the time was leading on the eighth lap. But then he also won the first feature ever held at Boone Speedway, which now hold, hosts the most attended dirt track race in the world. So. Well, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm a retired accountant and I'm not very good with numbers, but winning 11 <laughs> out of 13, that's a pretty high percentage. Yeah. It's a high percentage. <laughs> Even Chad would agree. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brian, where did you find your, you know, for those who, I love diving into new sports, at least new sports to me. And where did you find like your source material for all these great drivers? Uh, you, you mentioned there's a hall of fame. Uh, but is this just something you've grown up with in terms of, you know, the, the, the characters in this game or the, the, the athletes or the drivers in this sport, or where, how did you come up with your list of all these great drivers and how will you come up with your list moving forward? Well, most of them, I have seen race and stuff, but, um, and some of the other ones that I wasn't real familiar with, I've got a Facebook group that's called, um, heroes of Iowa dirt track racing. And a few years ago, three or four years ago, I thought, thinking about starting to put together something. So I just asked everybody on there to come up with their list of 10 greatest dirt track drivers in Iowa. And then I compiled, added them up and came up with the list of the top 50. And so guys that were up there that I wasn't familiar with, I looked them up to see if they needed to be included in the game then when I decided to make it. And as far as contacting the drivers, I was friends with a couple of them on Facebook, probably four or five of them, but um, Kurt Hansen in the game, his, him and his wife knew just about all the other drivers and had their phone numbers and stuff. So they made it pretty easy for me. Cool. Thanks. It looks like it really looks interesting from that standpoint. Um, I, I could see me uh, getting into something like this. So very cool. So, um, Brian, do you want to, you know, you've kind of gone over a little bit about how your game works. And I have to give you a compliment because, and I, I think I mentioned this years ago, we played a game with with uh, Jared, the faction, yeah. 
down to Moyne and Mayhem. And I think it yeah. took us like an hour to do a lap. And I'm like, yeah. I am out. I am, I am completely, my <laughs> short attention span cannot stand this. And, and, you know, you showed me kind of walked me through the other day when you brought me a copy of it. And um, yeah, it was, it was easy for me to understand. And I don't know anything about racing. So mm-hmm. um, how can people get your game? Um, got a website, vansgames.com. Uh, so there, go to the store and click on it. And, and there Put you your have address it. in and tell me, <laughs> pay, pay me and I'll send it to you. So, and you have <laughs> you have some sample cards out there so you can try the system out and, and yeah, I've got a yep. series, a fictional series on there that you can download. It. And to be honest with you, I like playing it better than the real drivers right now because it does have a different, you know, wide variety of skill levels in that. Right. <laughs> right. So this set is kind of like when we put out the first Legends color yep. set when it was all main eventers and you don't yeah. know the bid card. Yeah. Well, very cool. Thanks for sharing all that info about the great game. And again, we'll we'll put a link to your uh, website in our show notes uh, for this episode, Brian. Uh, but yeah, definitely check this out, promoters, if you're interested in uh, Heroes of Short Track Racing, if you're a racing fan. Um, I, I Brian sent us some of the sample cards to an email and and I'm not a racing fan, but the game looks really simple, looks like a lot of fun. And yeah, so definitely give it a uh, give it a try and see what you think. Yeah, we might we might be getting you. You did a great job, like writing up the descriptions on the backs for the yeah. drivers and all yeah. that. Mm-hmm. We we mm-hmm. might we might kick Stu out of the thing and have you be doing the the legends <laughs> bios here for us. Well, as, as long as I can copy it from a Hall of Fame, like I did some of these. <laughs> that's fine. That's, that's that's all Stu does. I mean, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, before we get into our shoutouts, we got a couple of uh, promoter uh, contributions this week. Uh, first of all, we've got some audio from Derek Toby. I believe this is Derek's first audio question or any kind of uh, entry that he sent into our show. So thank you very much, Derek, for sending this in. Let's take a listen to that audio right now. Hey, guys, just wanted to say, love the last episode. I haven't checked in with you guys. Uh, this is Derek Toby from Maine. Just wanted to say, again, great episode. And uh, if I was going to add a Memphis person to... Uh, the the game i uh, love all the ones you guys picked but i would add the nightmare nanny davis thanks guys all right thanks for sending that in derek and thanks for the follow-up to episode 124 our chat on the memphis territory i think nightmare danny davis would be an, another awesome name to add to legends at some point a lot you could do with him uh so we'll see if we can make that happen down the line Next up, we've got a uh, question sent in by longtime promoter Troy Xavier Frank and probably has other names as well that we don't know. I think he posted this on the episode 123 thread. Uh, it's a very good question, and you know, we'll kind of see what uh, the LOW team has to say about this. Uh, but Frank asked, let me let me get the wording here so I don't stumble over that as I've stumbled over other things. Uh, Frank or Troy asked, when designing level three offense for wrestlers, especially upper level wrestlers, how do you decide if the first move on level three offense is A, a level two move, straight move, no choice, or B, a level two move with a choice on it, or C, a level three choice move, or D, a chart, which would be death jump, could be automatic or a choice uh, situation. So that's a great question, uh, Troy. Thank you for sending that in. Chad, why don't you kick us off? You know, any, any, uh, rhyme, any rhyme or reason to this system? No, I think we just look for different ways to make the cards. Well, you know, I mean, when you're making a uh, a set and you got a couple of main event guys, you don't want to have them have the exact same card set up. Right. So 
we um just do different things to kind of mix it up so not everybody's built the same but they can still be at relatively the same strength and i do feel like b level two choice is kind of a more popular one lately mm-hmm. yeah. um but i you know because i mean if we're if we're going to make it a chart which was d then that means they're going to have a pretty strong offense right you know, strong level three offense so if somebody has three level three moves uncovered on level two four five and six they're probably not gonna have that unless they're a really tough card and so i'm right. sure somebody will go back right. and says so and so has it well that's fine um but, but then some of them too it's it, it's just based on the overall strength of the, the rest of their card as well right like you know you got a guy like stan hansen who who doesn't have a, a choice on his uh level three offense number one but if you look at the rest of his card and plus he's got a plus three finish too mm-hmm. so i mean it, yeah. it it try we try to take in a, a little bit of everything i would i would think you know when when kind of looking at these things and it just depends like chad was saying you know with this, the level two offense it just kind of depends on what the rest of the card looks like as to you know how we how we slot that that number number one yeah that's a great point and you know while, while tim was kind of saying that i, I uh was thinking of Kurt Angle's card from the Hall of Fame set, TNT Hall of Fame set. He's got three uncovered level three moves, one of them being an add one. And then he's got the choice E on number one. So that's obviously a strong card. And a guy like Kurt Angle, you know, he's going to have a tough card. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that just makes sense. I think I think more often we kind of decide which guys are going to have the three uncovered level three moves, like Chad mentioned, on level two offense, numbers four, five, and six. You know, we kind of seem to save that for one or two in the set. And maybe it's those guys who are considered like good workers or just kind of explosive offense or, or whatever the, the reasoning is um, even more before we consider what Troy's asking about. Um, but I like, I like Tim's reference there to Stan Hansen that that's one. I think others have asked about that one before. Yeah. He's got a, a level two move, but then he's got a strong finisher and other strong aspects of his card. So, you know, we've talked before about Tim's nerd sheet as we call it. Um, you know, that's been, that's such a great tool when making a full set so that we don't get too many people that, that look alike. We try to balance everybody out, you know, so many straight death jumps, so many automatic death jumps, choice G, choice H, we kind of try to balance all those things out. But so in, in summary, there's no, no set rule, uh, it's just kind of a balancing act, but thank you for Troy for that great question. Well, with that, I think it's time for our shout outs this week. Um, Brian, anything that you would like to plug, uh, in addition to the game? want to give a shout out to eric and his go fight pow game um i'm not saying that if he can make a game that i can but he i seen that he just had an idea and just went for it and it kind of gave me the motivation to hey yeah i think that's a good idea i'll just jump in and see what happens yeah um now he didn't tell me how difficult it was making a game i thought once i made it send it to the printer that all right the hard work's over but then when i get 26 boxes of cards and have to put sets together that's i appreciate the putting the sets together for the wrestling and eric's game and stuff so got one whole room taken up in the house with card boxes and very cool well good uh, we're uh, very glad that you decided to go with this and uh, give the game a try here and best of luck with everything and uh, thanks for so much for being on the show brian yeah thank you fam mm-hmm. Stu, shout outs for the week you know, Corey, my shout out is to, to Brian and to anyone else uh, who uh, 
takes the initiative to create a tabletop sports game. It's a very interesting time in our hobby in that technology is really, really uh, been a huge asset to a, a, a hobby that you would think would have died off in, in light of computer games and video games. And yet tabletop sports games have really had a renaissance of a sort uh, given what technology allows us to do. And I think Brian's game just on the surface certainly looks really well designed. And if you're into any kind of auto racing or just into learning about a new sport and having fun, I think this is one to check out most assuredly. Uh, and looking at the sample cards, it's very well done, very well put together. Um, you know, I, I think it's great that Brian took the initiative to do this. And like Eric, when we've had on the show before, anybody who uh, is willing to put it out there and design a tabletop game like that to be shared with the masses, it takes a lot of time to test these games and to get these games ready for market. So uh, that's, that's a big commitment. So my hat's off to all of you, Brian, uh, you specifically for being on the show tonight, but anybody who, who, has, who has tried to do this and completed it and put a game out there. Kudos to you. And with that, I'll say good night, Denmark. Thank you, Stu, and very well said about the, uh, the creation process uh, from guys like Brian and Eric and many others as well. Tim, shout outs for the week. Uh, well, first of all, I want to thank Brian for being on uh, and also offering up one of the greatest quotes, I think, in our uh, podcast history in uh, pay me and I'll send it to you, which I think is just a, a motto that we should all live by. Um, That's a t-shirt. Uh, that is. That, that, there you go. There, there's the one you got to do, Brian. You got to. That's the one you got to talk to Pike Mojo about. Um, but uh, um, in addition, I just wanted. By the time this episode drops, uh, the Yankees will have opened their season, and baseball season will have kicked off. So, really looking forward to that. Uh, being the baseball nerd that I am, uh, loving that. And in a few weeks, we'll have to, you know, do our uh, our ba annual baseball show. Um, but uh, th those are the kind of things that, that kind of keep me going here. And uh, um, I just, other, other than that, I just want to say, you know, thanks to everyone for listening. I, I think this was a really good episode tonight. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be back again with a much worse episode next week. All right. Well, hopefully not much worse, but no. But thank you, Tim. Chad, shout outs for the week. Uh, yeah, I got a few this week. So thank you. Everybody took time to listen to episode 125 our discussion on st louis thank you to troy matt nature boy pike mojo and pike thanks again for the hard work on the legends files throwing toasters grant victory roll 84 dk2 pete beck prior and top dollar holla holla uh shout out to our friend sam fain he's been uh, working through some stuff lately sam i hope you're doing good we love you and i uh, hope all is going well um on the tnt hall of fame announcement uh of the class that'll be coming very soon. We actually will probably have a press release launched by the time you hear this. So look for that. And then uh, for those of you interested in Galacticon at the hall of fame this year, I think we'll have some more news about that, but we got to get the hall of fame business taken care of first. But obviously if you go to the hall of fame in Waterloo, you can go to Galacticon. I mean, they've got a time they're being held conjoined, conjoined, conjunctive, conjunctiva. In conjunction. In collaboration, in collaboration, conjunction. conjunction function. Mm, no, I'm going to have Thunderbolt Patterson say collaboration. Just be careful Please with do. congenital. Please do. <laughs> I, yes. I didn't say congenital. Oh, you didn't? Yes. No, no. Stu. see, I, no, I hear Stu. things. <laughs> <laughs> it's the voices again with Stu. Oh, boy. Poor Stuart. Okay. So, yeah, more news on that coming soon. 
And then if you're in the St. Louis area, and I have nothing to do with this, except I'm just going to, as a fan, St. Louis Fan Fest, St. Louis Hall of Fame, May 13th. I know there's a small but mighty contingent from Legends Wrestling community going. Uh, Malice Lover, Michael Brada, myself, James Jeffries, Troy Peterson, boo, and T.S. Aggressor. Uh, the St. Louis Hall of Fame, they're inducting Jerry Briscoe. I mean, this this poster has so many people on it. And, and uh, you know, Barry, God bless him, said, hey, do you want to have a Legends table? I'm like, no, I don't want to fucking do anything. I just want to go to a show and not do one damn thing, people. Amen. Oh, for you. I am I'm proud not, of you, Chad. If anybody <laughs> I'm serious. to make me play Legends of Wrestling, I'm going to give them an uppercut. So watch out. I'll be swinging away. I'm just kidding. Uh, maybe not. But it's going to be a good time. So if you're in the St. Louis area on May 13th, there's a, I mean, there's a ton of people coming. It'll be a good time. Um, but of course, you have to choose between that and TNT Hall of Fame. Of course, choose TNT Hall of Fame. We won't even get into which is better, St. Louis pizza or Joey Joey's pizza. Because that, Ooh, that's a debate. And I'm trying. I'm trying to talk Eric into bringing his pizza truck to Waterloo. Nice. Because yes. he has some fantastic pizza. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So. All right, in my promotional spotlight, which I talk about whenever I feel like talking about it, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Milton with his Tri-States Wrestling on on Facebook. Uh, it's kind of in the vein of the Alaska Public Access. And uh, this uh, this week he had a commercial for the Olsen Brothers Gym. <laughs> pretty Pretty funny. So thank you, Milton, for giving us some love. And then finally, I made my first... Uh, podcast appearance on the Pemmy and James kind of sort of hopefully funny cartoon podcast hosted by promoter James Irish and his friend Pembroke W. Corgi. Don't know if that's his God-given Christian name or not, but we had the unfortunate uh, pleasure of reviewing two episodes of Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. And I remember watching that when I was a kid and, uh, you know, sometimes you talk about the stuff you watched as a kid and then it aged poorly. This was freaking terrible. Oh my God, it was awful. And I remember watching it as a kid and kind of paying half attention, but now you watch it with adult eyes and see like there's guys who aren't even in the, I mean, basically Jimmy Snuka, Tito Santana, uh, Mr. Fr there's like people who are in the background, but they never talk. And they just kind of, they're like almost like trees. They're just like move around in the background. It's so ridiculous. So, so you couldn't have gotten, gotten a couple good episodes of like the original Scooby-Doo or well, Johnny you, Quest or something like that? I, I would say check out the podcast because I have listened to other episodes and enjoyed it. There are talks on Thundar the Barbarian, on Laugh Olympics, always nice. me. Yeah. Although I was dismayed and I told them this, I, th I think it's on the audio, that, um, you know, they talked about watching the reruns on Cartoon Express. I'm like, I was watching Thundar live, buddy. <laughs> so just shows a bit of an age discrepancy but i had a great time uh check out their podcast because it, it is a fun look back at, at you know some of the cartoons we grew up uh loving and some we grew up saying thank god it's not on anymore like hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling that's all i got so everybody stay safe be excellent to each other and we'll talk to you soon all right well thank you very much shed um, you mentioned that St. Louis Fan Fest in the poster. I just saw it the other day on Facebook for the first time. That has a loaded poster. I mean, they were cramming faces in there. And oh my god, photoshopping. Um, you know, it's but I mean, seriously, there's a lot of talent coming, and 
Chad, if you do have one task to do that weekend, there's a couple people that'd be great to sign for the game. And that's all I'll say. I mean, I don't know. I might have to settle my longstanding feud with the nasty boys. Yeah. I, that was, I didn't want to give it away, but yeah, that those are, that's, yeah. they caught my eye for sure. Yeah. It's funny. Cause on the poster, as I keep adding people, James yeah. beard in the Facebook yeah. said, you're going to have to put on a smaller uh, picture of JBL's big head. If you keep adding talent. <laughs> oh man that's awesome yeah. so jbl and jerry briscoe will be there that'll be a hoot yes for sure for sure oh and i'll just say one thing on rock and wrestling you know i remember watching that as a kid you know i think i mentioned this on a previous episode that was kind of one of the ways i kind of you know i mean i was aware of like the real life pro wrestling but having it as a cartoon that kind of got me a little interested in it um now i remember when i was a teenager in the 90s they started rerunning that on usa network before like the WWF Sunday morning wrestling show action zone or whatever it was at the time. So I'm like, Oh, I remember this when I was a little kid. And even as a teenager, I'd watch it back a little bit. I'm like, this sucks. Mm. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was not as good as I remember. So, but thank you very much for Chad for all those great shout outs. Um, I want to give some attention to our fellow uh, providers of content in the Phil Singer games community. Of course, Sam, Mike, and Todd over at Roll Up, the official podcast of Phil Singer Games. And uh, again, I'll echo Chad's statement. Sam, hope you're doing well and hope to hear another episode soon. Grandpa Choco and the great solo promoter YouTube channel. Steve Tower at After Further Review. Dave Little at Heartland Championship Wrestling. Lee Longpre and the Dizzy Dice Podcast. Brock Atkinson at Brockster Builds, as well as Brock and Mike's Phil Singer Games Character Spotlight. Uh, so thank you very much, promoters, for putting out content on a regular basis. Um, also want to give attention to a couple of Impact Pro Wrestling stars, and that is uh, Sage and Briar Hale, both former IPW Women's Champions. Um, as I was going through the Facebook yesterday, saw a lot of posts and sharing. Uh, they were on AEW Dark this week. Uh, they teamed up to battle um, Nyla Rose and um, Marina Shafir. I think I said her name right. I was aware who she was. I hadn't really seen her before. Nyla Rose I'd seen a few times. Uh, so big shout out to them for getting that uh, that spotlight. Um you know, they didn't, didn't get a lot of offense against Nyla and Marina, but they, it was a fun match to watch. So definitely check that out. That's the AEW Dark episode for March 27th, Sage and Briar Hale. And uh, hopefully, you know, maybe this year we'll get some Sage and Briar Hale cards in the IPW set. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'd love to have them. They are twin sisters for those that haven't seen them before. And uh, so big shout out to them for, for getting that moment in their career. And I'll just say one last time, thanks again to Brian uh, for being on the show and for plugging Heroes of Short Track Racing. And thanks so much, everybody, for clicking, listening, and downloading. We'll talk to you again really soon. Hey, promoters, it's Corey again, and we would love to hear from you. Please send us your questions, topic suggestions, or any other comments, and we might include your audio in a future episode of Uncharted Territory. There's two ways you can do it. You can go to tinyurl.com backslash U-N-C-T-E-R. Again, tinyurl.com backslash U-N-C-T-E-R. You can click the message button and record up to a one-minute message, and we can include that in a future episode. Or you can email us either audio or a written question at our email address, utpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Again, utpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Thank you.
Want to show your friends that you listen to Uncharted Territory? Well, head on over to our store at tkostore.com slash collection slash uncharted hyphen territory. You can choose from a shirt or hoodie with Travis Heckle's great podcast cover artwork or a shirt with a design inspired by one of our favorite bands. While there, check out the other great merchandise at TKO, including shirts of several of the top MMA fighters, including Bigfoot Silva, Tim Sylvia, Ensign Inouye, and more. Need a shirt made for your event or organization? Contact TKO, run by Filsinger Games promoter Justin Bulka, aka Pike Mojo, to place your order. Again, that's TKOstore.com, T-E-E-K-O store.com. Insert wolf music. Tim? Oh, okay. Okay. Chad? No, I th- <laughs> what? Who? Are you ready? Are you ready Seven? or not, Chad? No, go for, go for Tim first. Okay. Okay. Uh, next up, we've got a question that was sent by Troy Xavier, a.k.a. Frank, a.k.a. many other names, I'm sure. He posted this. I think it was the episode 100. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Corey, Corey, what are those names? Mildred? I mean... <laughs> Many other names: Mildred, Jose, Austin oh, Pepper. Chad, shoutouts for the week. Oh boy, I got a list here. Um, shit, go to somebody else. Okay. <laughs>